This week's episode of the Sports Lords is dedicated to the memory of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Full disclosure, I heard Nerdsworth dated Ruth Bader Ginsburg in my younger days. In fact, our relationship is what inspired her to become a feminist. We'll miss you, Ruth. You beautiful, beautiful woman. And now it's time for the Sports Lords! <laughs> oh, Ruth... condolences to the Bader Ginsburg family and and to Herb I guess you know yeah. uh, big yeah. loss for the country Herb was yeah. that she's kind of the one that got away for him um, yeah it's crazy I had no idea that he'd had a relationship with her you know it's another example of Herb just living such like a deep rich life, rich you know? life. <laughs> I had no idea she became a feminist because of Herb but I yeah. understand how that works too yeah just yeah. Spending, spending time around him I could see how that would make one become a feminist he's he's not um I don't know what the word is he's, he's of a not, different time yes. he's not a very progressive guy no put it that way maybe there's yeah. always a, a different time and even that he's still like <laughs> not a progressive guy from that time yeah by like 1940 standards, he's still pretty backward. But he doesn't believe the things that you're thinking he might. He's still like yeah. a wild card even within that world. Oh, yeah. He'll keep uh, keep you on your toes for sure. Yeah. And um, he, uh, yeah. Like he's, he's not just... racist, but he hates people from Idaho for some reason. Yeah. We had a bad experience there, he said. Yeah. Yeah. Weird specific things. He always smells like cigar smoke. You know, just an old-fashioned yeah. guy. He smells like grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Like all grandpas. cigars, liquor, <laughs> cologne. But, but, yeah, he was clearly devastated by, as many of us were, by uh, the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So Yeah, and... You know, a lot of critics will say, hey, maybe she should have retired in her early 80s. Sure. sure. And to those people, I say, well, well, fuck you, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. It's a lifetime appointment, and she Mm -hmm. took it seriously. She wanted to get the most out of it, man. A whole lifetime, literally. It's a good system, I think, is what I'm learning. Oh, an unchecked uh, group that gets to you know, kind of decide everything. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the fate of millions and millions of people's For many years, for generations worth. Rests in the hands of someone and when they might die and who's the president when they die. Um, it's, yeah. It it's, makes sense. I mean, just, just as you're sense. saying it out loud, I'm like, yeah, it's just perfect. Logic. Yeah, where's the, where's the problem? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. There isn't one, I guess. Yeah. Rest in peace to her. Uh, condolences to her family. Condolences to Saturday Night Live's Kate McKinnon. Um, yeah. You'll have the season of a new character. When's the se- yeah. When's the season opener for SNL? Do we know? It's uh, 
first weekend of October, I believe. I'm going to be watching the show because I'm hoping they stole something from my packet. That's like the best I can do. So that's I'll watch as well. My guess, if I was a betting man, Kate McKinnon as Ruth Bader Ginsburg will sing an emotional song to open the show. Yeah. And, and the cool uh, thing about SNL is that they've already announced that um, cast member Jim Carrey is going to be Joe Biden. Now. That's right. right. That's you know? right. So it's like they yeah. added three new cast members and they added Jim Carrey to take away a character from one of the cast members to play. Sure. Who, who are the new cast members? Uh, I, don't, I remember. don't remember their name. Uh, I looked them up just the other day just to see one of them was a writer on the show already um, right. which i'm cool with that promoting within and the other people i don't know i just didn't know i don't it's one guy from la um and then the the female cast member they added she was like i think on a black lady sketch show and a few other comedy shows recently. wow i i totally missed this news i'm seeing it now but i don't know it's not anyone i know like in the past where there's well, I'll, like oh i'll tell you who it is it's punky johnson yeah Lauren Holt and Andrew Dismukes. Is that I think how you say he that was name? a writer, and they promoted from within. Andrew Dismukes served as an SNL staff writer since yeah. season forty-three. He's, he's been a stand-up there for a few comedian, years. so he's just a stand-up. And then Punky Johnson. Okay, and then there's Lauren Holt was a UCB improviser, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Wow, it's well, like a couple stand-ups and an improviser. I know Jimmy's excited. I'm excited. We all are. I can't. I can't wait. I think it rules that Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey. Yeah, don't forget Jim. Finally, Carrey. yeah, Jim Carrey. It's a great break for you him. Know, like, that, you know, like that. has the potential to be really funny if like Jim Carrey played Biden as like a demented old psycho. <laughs> yeah, I would love that, but I have a strong feeling it's going to be them portraying Joe Biden as like your cool uncle and. They'll somehow make him cool. If Jim Carrey played him like Fireman Bill or whatever from yeah. In Living Color, yeah. that would be incredible. Fire Marshal Bob. Fire Marshal yeah. Bob. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. So that would be amazing. But they don't even like even with Trump. Like they they make Trump seem like cool and aloof. Is basically what they. It's like Alec Baldwin. Well, no, that's just Alec Baldwin's coolness, right? It's like radiating, radiating through the character because he's a cool guy. He's so he cool. is very cool, very likable. Um, yeah, you know, Not I problematic at all. No, 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 just an all around good guy. Little, Jim Carrey doesn't idiot. have any doesn't have any dark stuff in his background either. Um, <laughs> but um, but you know, I actually thought. Like Jim Carrey had a little more, like, I don't know, he had like more edginess to him than to like take because there's no way it's going to be a toothless, yeah, they're not going to be making fun of Joe Biden much mm -hmm. at all. I like Jim Carrey, like, I, I, I am still I like a fan of him too. to this day. Same here, and so I wish I was more excited about this. Is yeah, I know, problem. he's like a talented I, psychopath, yeah, yeah, he's great. And I feel like if it wasn't on SNL, like, or, you know, if it was just a few years ago, he could, he would do like a great Joe Biden impression making fun of him. But I know that's not what it's going to be on this. Yeah, because the, in the past when they've had Joe Biden, because they had Jason Sudeikis play him for a while. And that's right. And he would just play him like, yeah, I'm just like a cool, fast talking guy. Like it was like a weird. 
Yeah. It was uh, like the onion Joe Biden. Sort of. of yeah. I only yeah. saw it a couple times, but it was, you know, it was also before Biden was like Dementia. mental decline. Um, <laughs> so it'll be uh, whatever. It'll be whatever. They're still going to be doing yeah. like Zoom, right? No, it's, I think they're going to go to the studio. They said they're going to, they're going to find a way to film in there. Probably no audience. I imagine Sort of like last night's Emmys. I don't know if you caught the Emmys. Did not miss, miss them. that. When Somehow I don't get nominated, I, I don't watch, you know. So I, never I think watched. only three shows won all the awards. I think it was like like Schitt's Creek won every comedy award. And then uh, Succession won almost every drama. And then there's one other show. Watchmen, maybe? Yeah. Those oh, yeah, Watchmen. I saw Watchmen. Real a bunch quick. Of stuff. Not to like get completely derailed right away, but have either of y'all seen Shit's Creek? Because everyone raves about it, but when I start to watch it within three minutes, I'm like, I this isn't for me. Yeah, I so I've watched Shit's Creek. Uh, my wife Kelly is is a big Shit's Creek fan. Um, what I'll say about it is like it has its moments, especially you know Eugene Levy and um, Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara and uh, Chris Elliott is really, he's, he's yeah. really funny on it, but it's also, it can be like saccharine sweet mm. uh, in a lot of ways where it's just like a little too, for my taste, it's like right. a little too cutesy, sweetsy show sometimes, which I, I think that's part of it. How it's risen to popularity maybe is because we're living through such a traumatic time maybe people it's a nice change from danny mcbride's yeah super dark awful exactly everything. yeah and yeah it's it's more soothing in that way where it's again it's like, not to like discredit the show and if you like it hey that's great i i love the people that are on it like i love chris elliott and Catherine o'hare and those guys it's just yeah i can't i've tried and i haven't been able i, I don't get it it hasn't gotten me yet yeah, yeah. i'm sort of the, i watched like one or two episodes and i was like I definitely saw the appeal. I thought it was it seemed fine, but I wasn't like, oh, I got to keep watching this. Yeah. Also, like yeah. one thing, I um, the saccharine thing does sort of that makes sense just based on like Dan Levy's acceptance speeches because yeah. he had multiple, and he was like very over the top, like um, uh, what's the word, like emotive. When it, and he was in the background because they had their own Emmy party because they were doing it remotely. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing I did, I was like, are you, he was like, I want to thank, it was, it was sweet. He was like thanking his dad, but he was like, and you know, it was so great that you like got on board with the show and I can't believe you let me run the writer's room, even though I've never been in a writer's room before this. And it was just like, Ooh. oh, man, just blatant nepotism here, Ooh. which obviously, but it was rooting like, for you until that point. <laughs> yeah, it was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, great. He's like, yeah, but he's, you know, good for him. <laughs> God, I think about doing a comedy show with my dad, and that's the worst thing I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it would go to my dad's head immediately. He, my dad's a funny guy, but if he like got any yeah. fame or notoriety, he would. <laughs> it would just go right to his head. I would kill my father or myself, but that'd be the <laughs> ending of the show, like immediately. It would not work. Yeah, 
Yeah, Kevin, your dad would be would be good at it, I think. He'd be funny. He's probably funnier than me, so uh Yeah. I think he'd be good. He I mean, he's already had some television appearances that I thought were pretty <laughs> that's, funny. That's right. <laughs> uh for his restaurant when, you know. He did anyway, some dancing. He yeah. did he did some <laughs> dancing. <laughs> I made some gifts of him dancing in that show. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, I can't really describe the physical bit he did. It was basically he looked very seriously into the camera and then waited a few beats and then he just started doing like a country jig. It's yeah. really stupid. Anyway, Emmy's great. Um, Everything's sure. great. They did this good. They did this weird way to open it where they shot it in a way for the first like five to ten minutes where it looked like that Jimmy Kimmel was speaking to a full packed house. And it was strange because it was like it looked like real and it was like, I know this isn't real, but are they just gonna pretend? And then they at the end of the monologue cut away and he was like, Of course I'm not really in a packed audience. There's no one here. And then yeah. Anyway, the magic strange. of Hollyweird, man. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. And then all the comedic bits, the transitions were the worst things I've ever seen. Anyone who got hired right. to write for that should be ashamed of themselves. And should... <laughs> we're on <Some> words. <laughs> we're like, we're those guys. all, was it all like uh, remote? Was it all just like. No. So apparent. So like a lot of it was remote, but they had, um, some celebrities in the studio who would come in and like introduce an award, which I read two celebrities had to back out because they tested positive for COVID Vivica Fox and one other person. I don't know who that's good of them to admit it. Cause I feel like a lot of celebrities would have just kept quiet and done it. And then, yeah. Oh, I got it after. <laughs> so like they would come in and there'd be like an awkward transition and then the celebrity would do some bit, but all the bits were like a version of like, wait a minute, I thought I was here to accept an award. What do you mean I have to introduce an award? It was like, it was like preschool level comedy. It was like, no, that's not right. Yeah, it was bad, real bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm definitely gonna go watch it after this. Um, not For sure, no, I'm not. Not, and not. <laughs> <laughs> combine both <laughs> references <laughs> that's what we need to start doing now just combine all old good references yeah and do i make you horny <laughs> yeah borat doing awesome powers <laughs> I would watch hey that. say what you will I, that movie still makes me laugh a lot which one borat and Austin Powers, I guess. Yeah, they both make me yeah. laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, now that we mentioned it, both of them are really good in my head. But yeah. Not total negative Nancy. I do love Succession, so I was glad they won a bunch of awards. Succession is very good. Uh, Jeremy? Uh, I, didn't, I was just going to say, I didn't watch Watchmen. I still need to watch that, but I've heard it's good. Yeah. Succession, are they, are they doing Volkswagen commercials sort of based on that show with Paul Giamatti? and uh, I think that's based yeah. on Billions. Or is that Billy? I don't know. I can't tell. I don't but know either. I get but the rich white people Kieran, shows confused. So. Yeah, it's got Kieran Culkin in it. Yeah. So it's got both, both guys from, from rich white people shows, um, which is interesting. So I guess yeah. if you buy Volkswagen, that means you're, you're like a Manhattan billionaire. Yeah. 
makes sense. You're the same. Yeah. If you buy a golf for a Jetta, you are mm-hmm. a billion. Yeah. yeah. I am a billions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen either of those shows or Watchmen. Um, Succession's really good. That's I, what I keep hearing. It's uh, yeah, it's good. I'd highly recommend. At first, I thought it was like when I saw ads for it, I thought it was like a soap opera glorifying mm-hmm. all these rich people. But when you watch it, you realize it's a total like satire. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's funny. They're terrible people. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll have to check it out because like we've we've been sort of looking for we'll start shows and then just kind of lose track of them recently in this quarantine. So there's like a lot of stuff that like oh yeah we should finish that and we never got to. Mm -hmm. We started watching Black Monday for a little bit and we saw like a lot of the first season and it was like it's actually kind of funny and then just lost track of it. Narcos Uh Mexico we started watching and kind of lost track of that. It's like yeah we like these shows we just never can commit. Yeah. So maybe yeah. succession will work. Yeah, I I think it's it's probably the, my favorite show on television right now. On television. Mm. Um well before we get into the sports, I did want to bring this up um because I guess a few weeks ago Kevin you asked if we had seen any good masks lately. Mhm. And mm. uh I actually have now seen an insane mask. When we were at Niagara Falls, I forgot to bring this up last week, uh, there was a woman wearing <laughs> a fucking mask, you know, to protect herself from this deadly virus of the pandemic, but the mask said, good vibes only. <laughs> and there's just something completely just, you are wow. self-aware at all here, lady. Yeah. Yeah, there's, wow. there's a lot of, I keep, see, I've seen one a lot lately, the one that just says vote on it. Yeah. I've I've been seeing that one, yeah. Which, honestly, I'm considering voting now. I mentioned this on Twitter, but like I wasn't, but I saw that and I was like, I might vote. So that's, that's awesome, cool. man. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about it. I probably won't, but I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, man. I that's hate great. that slogan because it's like you gotta vote. So you want me to vote for Trump? Is that cool? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, if that's what you want to do. No, I'm I'm not with it, man. I don't want you to vote for Trump. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather you not vote yeah. if we the votes go into fascism. Vote unless you're voting for Trump, then oh, don't yeah. vote. I know that's what's funny is like because all of these businesses, you know, there's clearly uh, a PR angle for all these companies to encourage voting. To, but then nobody will. Nobody's saying the subtext of like vote for anybody but you know vote for joe biden but that's what they all mean all the like make sure you're registered this year you know it's just it's weird the companies are yeah yeah don't vote for fascism yeah speaking of fascism yeah i recent the other day i rewatched which i hadn't seen since i was like probably in middle school have you ever seen the movie cabaret Starring Liza Minnelli and Peter York. I've seen part of it. I have not. Recommend, well, it's it's a really good movie, but the rewatch, because it's like 1931 Berlin, so it's like the beginning of the rise of Nazism, and it's like, man, that is super similar <laughs> to MAGA, because it's like, you know, you see someone with like a Nazi flag, and people like, anyway... It's it's like it's it's when it's starting to creep in and people are like, oh, that shit! Don't take that shit seriously. Those guys are clowns. And then we all know what happened there. 
So Nazis were investigating a pedophile ring in the basement of a pizza place in Berlin, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's how it all started. Even though their leader that they support is on a list of a pedophile island flight log multiple times, you know, but he's cool. He was just there investigating, keeping tabs. Yeah. A Jewish man uh, tricked him into going. Yeah, exactly. You can't trust them, you know? Oh, Oh, it's insane. It sucks. Wow. Speaking of sucking, let's get into sports and let's get into right away the thing that sucks the most, which is Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons. I think we have to start there because it's fresh in our minds and holy shit. Unreal. Rough. Unreal. I yeah. uh, I mentioned so you guys watched the whole game, but I didn't like try to find a stream. So um, Fox here when the Giants game ended, mm-hmm. like switched over to the Falcons game, and it was basically just in time to see the entire collapse. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, you know, I I actually didn't. I watched uh, the first half, and then I was out for a while, and I ended up going to my parents' house yesterday afternoon and my dad had DVR'd the game and had just started watching it by the time I got over there. And uh, I was like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll pick up and watch with you. But then we got the results spoiled for us. Mm. Uh, So I didn't actually see, which was kind of nice. I was like, Oh, well yeah, fuck that. We're not going to watch the rest of this game. We know they somehow managed to choke and blow this game. So I was actually spared at least watching it in real time. It's, um, but yeah, it's bad. It's insane that Dan Quinn, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, still has a job. Because if I'm Arthur Blank, I'm leaving his ass in Arlington. I'm leaving the offensive coordinator. I'm leaving every coach in Arlington and just like yeah. flying back without them. Yeah, I know. It was unreal. Like, like that, that special teams play was like middle school level bad. Where they like yeah, they it seemed was scary to scary. Yeah, all the yeah. Falcons players could have jumped on the ball at any moment, and they were, like, yeah. keeping it. It was like they thought, oh, we can't touch it either. It was like a yeah. fundamental It's not going to cross the 10-yard mark, so we'll just stand here. It's like, no, it's moving, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what the thought process was. It seems like because all of them were doing it, it was like a coaching misfire. Like, they were, it, it was bizarre. Like, also, yeah. the thing—the thing to remember about that too—they had just taken a timeout to talk about, like, because Dallas set up for an onside kick, and the Falcons, I think, took a timeout and then came back on the field. And so did that, that, yeah. So or there seems... was at least a timeout between scores because you always have the—you have to take time to set up and do all that. So they could have talked yeah. about it. Yeah, it's just—it makes you think that the so coach, special teams coach, might have even said like. Or I don't touch it till it hits ten yards, or like some I don't know. It's like crazy. that. That's one of the most fundamental things to know. Like, how would you fuck that up? How could you possibly fuck that up? And even before um, then, it's like it, it, you have a big lead. How is it that the Atlanta Falcons, since I don't even know when, since maybe. Uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Jonathan Abraham. Since him, we haven't yeah. had anyone who can sack the quarterback or put pressure oh, yeah. on the quarterback because you still – like Dallas scored touchdowns at will to even get to that position. It shouldn't have even gotten there. Yeah, I think uh, I saw 
or heard that uh, Dak Prescott is like the first guy to throw for 400 yards and rush for three touchdowns. Yeah. It's like they just they got they they got a, a three touchdown lead or whatever, and seems like they just like stopped trying after that, and the the Cowboys kept playing. And also the coaches didn't. There were a lot of close calls that I would have challenged that the Falcons just did not like throughout the game. There was like little plays here and there, and it was just like you got to do something, man. Yeah, it, it was just a bizarre game. And I'm, I know we talked about this a little bit off mic, but I, I maybe unpopular take amongst Falcons fans, but we got to start talking about Julio Jones a little bit because he dropped a wide-open touchdown that would have prevented all this from happening. He doesn't show up sometimes or a lot of times, in my opinion. Like, if you're going to be the be- considered the best receiver in the league, you got to show up. And I feel like he fools us with, like, having – a couple of insane games throughout the season and you put up a lot of good stats, but you don't catch touchdowns and, you know, you Calvin Ridley caught a bunch of them, you know, where and I know Julio makes it easier for him, but you know, sometimes you got to just break through. Yeah. Well, you know, however many, I guess it's like, what, it's like eight years after they drafted Julio and they traded all those picks to move up to draft Julio. And, you know, he's had a great career. But now it's like, man, Julio and Matt Ryan are both getting old and we're not going to have anything to show for like that, that big gamble they made to get Julio to like, you know, it was like when they drafted, traded all those guys to draft Julio, it was like, all right, here we go. Matt Ryan getting paired up with this generational wide receiver. And now it's like, oh, that's hasn't worked out. Great. Julio was young. And Roddy White was our number one wide receiver. Roddy still caught touchdowns. Roddy still averaged like 100 yards a game and made big plays. Where now it's like, yeah, Calvin Ridley's catching touchdowns and Julio's opening it up for Russell Gage, who's an amazing third receiver as well. But Julio's like disappeared. Like where you can't drop touchdown passes like that. You can't just disappear at times. Yeah, that was bad. That was a bad drop, man. And that wasn't even a Matt Ryan throw. That was from Russell That Gage. was from Gage, yeah. And what was the stat? It's like teams who score that many points. And- 19 who are up by 19 points uh, with no turnovers, I think were like 449-0 and 0 in the history of the NFL until yesterday. Yeah. That's why I was like, I'm fully jokerified when it comes to the Falcons. Like, I was like, of course they blew this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not as like diehard – um, and I think part of it is just that 2017 Super Bowl just cut me deep, and I was, I still yeah. haven't gotten over it. I, that was spirit crushing for sure. I was low-key excited about this season because I was like, okay, Todd Gurley isn't the Todd Gurley of UGA, but he's an upgrade. The offensive line's going to be better. We have an amazing like receiving core. We got a good tight end out of that trade last year, uh, Hunter Hurst or whatever. Yeah. Um, is that his name? No. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, yeah. Hunter yeah. was another Titan. But I was like, we have this good team. The defense last year was injured from the get-go. Like, every good player was out. We're getting everyone back. Dante Fowler will be an upgrade and a help. Like, we have good players. I was like, maybe – and everyone's focusing on Tampa and New Orleans. I was like, low-key, we can have potentially a sneaky good year. But, man, after yesterday, I'm like – 
I'm done with them. I'm not going to seek them out anymore. It's like if they win, cool, but I'm definitely not a passionate fan until basically Dan Quinn and everyone gets fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to like win a few in a row for me to, to tune back in at all, I think. Cause, and yeah, they, it's crazy that we're recording here on Monday afternoon and they still haven't fired Dan Quinn yeah, because when that happened yesterday, it was like all the people on the various text threads I'm on and just everywhere, it was like, when are they firing Dan Quinn? He's yeah. got to be fired. Like, everybody's – and they still yeah. – they got to move on. I mean, Mike yeah. McCarthy, the coach of the Cowboys, called two insane fake punts in the middle of the game. Like, he was trying to lose the game, it felt like. But Dan Quinn did a better job of trying. I mean, he went for that two-point conversion, which now seems like the stupidest thing to do because that game would have been tied at the end there. It, it just – he did everything to lose, even though Dallas was almost purposely trying to lose the game before. Yeah. And they scored 39 points. Like, yeah, it, and if in any NFL game, I don't care what happens or how crazy a comeback, if you score 39 points, you should win. Like it's that's a college score to lose forty to thirty nine. I was ready for them to win thirty nine thirty seven. You know what I mean? Like okay, we got them back in the game. The score will be close, but we won. We dominated the game. Whatever. It sucks, but I was prepared for that. Nah, no, not 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 the Falcons. Yeah, and Dan Quinn was a defensive coach, so yeah, he's the guy that was like the Legion of Boom guy who came from Seattle and all this shit. So Matt Ryan will get all the blame. That's what's unfair is, yeah, it's like he he gets some of his fair share of blame, but I feel like he gets too much. Yesterday blame. he threw no picks. Like last year when he was yeah. throwing like three interceptions a game, it's like, yeah, come down on him. He fucked that up. But yesterday, come on, he did what he had to do. Yeah. yeah. Kirk Cutter sucks, the offensive coordinator. It's just like he puts the offense in bad positions and – they used to, remember like Matt Ryan used to be so dominant in the hurry up and no huddle. And it was like, nobody can stop him. And it's like, why don't we do that every time? Or at least a lot of the I game. Don't, you'd think they'd just do everything they can to recreate <laughs> that, that Super Bowl run yeah. offense. When Matt Ryan won the fucking NFL MVP. And they like, were the fifth just best try. offense of all time. And it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe just try that again. That seemed to work very well. It's like, for some reason they can't so so yeah they're a heartbreaking team so i'm trying to like not put any uh any emotional stock into them because i'm i'm already bracing for the braves to rip my heart out this postseason yeah yeah and for jimmy and i jimmy and i we got we got the sec coming up and what could go wrong there yeah exactly nothing ever goes wrong for our teams in the sec no it's only uh (laughs) heartbreak of some form or just utter disappointment every every year so maybe it's bad that sports are back yeah i know it's like (laughs) it's made it's i've loved the last couple months even though there's been so much heartbreak already like we were talking before about how the fucking list of major injuries in the nfl is unreal yeah just from yesterday yeah yeah oh yeah it's insane and, and all it's these superstars. It's not just a bunch of people. It's like yeah. actual superstars. Saquon Barkley tore his ACL, I think. Nick Bosa likely tore his ACL. 
Yeah. Uh, Cam- uh, uh, Cameron Sutton, not Cameron Sutton, uh, Cortland Sutton of the Broncos is out with an ACL today. Christian McCaffrey has a pretty bad ankle sprain. He's not ruled out yet, but he might be. Drew Locke, the starting quarterback of the Broncos, out as well. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo also injured. Yeah. <laughs> Raheem yeah, I Mostert saw... injured. All the 49ers starters are hurt. Yeah. And I saw some – I was reading something about that 49ers-Jets game, game because I guess there were a couple of Jets who got hurt too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and guys are saying – I guess guys were like the turf mm-hmm. felt Ooh. like way too stiff. Yeah. And it's just like this is part of like the disaster of like starting a season in this weird pandemic time where like – nothing they're not doing like the normal levels of preparation no preseason whatever no nothing yeah so like these who knows if this sir that surface had been like properly prepared or whatever and you have like five guys get injured in that game with bosa too it's like damn that dude season's over yeah uh it's like that's not good i would be really pissed if that if it was like the turf blew my knee out I'm looking at the names of the injured players from yesterday. Here's one that's like not a notable guy because he's a guard, so he, they don't get as much love, but it's a funny name. Joe Noteboom of the LA Rams. <laughs> Noteboom. Noteboom. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty rough watching. And Julio's kind of hurt too. To, you know, sore, I don't know if, it, if he got hurt because he dropped the ball. But all of a sudden, his hamstring was kind of messed up after that play. And they said that he had been suffering with it a little bit before. But he's another big star who is potentially hurt. Yeah. It's not what you want to see, folks, to say the least. No. And And COVID hasn't struck yet. That's what I'm saying. I'm watching, like, because, you know, the Cowboys had 20-something thousand fans in in their stadium. And – I don't know. It feels like an outbreak or multiple outbreaks are inevitable, just like they were in baseball. Like they were being sort of, they were being being sort of careful with the baseball teams, but there were still several outbreaks throughout the season before they kind of got it under control relatively. So I, and, and the NFL with infinitely more players on the sidelines and yada, yada, yada. I feel like that outbreak is inevitable. My theory is the NFL has some secret agreement where they won't disclose any of that. So yeah. That the season can keep. Yeah. Going. Yeah. If there's any league that will, will sweep shit under the rug, it's definitely the NFL. So what? Yeah, I, don't I know. know. I know. They're always it's... so good to everyone and all their players, you know, and their fans. Yeah. so open. Yeah. And progressive and open-minded and for sure. It's not the bottom line. No, but even yeah, if there's yeah, yeah. no outbreaks, I'm waiting for someone to get sick cuz um I just saw here on on Sports Center, I got it up in the background, uh another cuz the Premier League has started in in England and another Manchester City player has tested positive for coronavirus. And so like they're not having outbreaks per se, but they're having guys test positive on teams and then it's like well this star has to sit out for at least a couple games while they quarantine and get over it so i'm like mm-hmm. 
I'm curious to see if that hits the NFL and when that does, because they're not bubbling also. So, yeah, uh, and yeah, in college football too. Like, if uh, if Trevor Lawrence gets has a co- a positive COVID test, is Dabo gonna? Are they gonna yeah. be like, oh yeah, Trevor's got to sit out for the next you know two game? No fucking way. Right. I'm sure Dabo will find a way to sweep that under the under the rug well yeah i mean if we dive into college football too because like you know just football in general is happening uh over the weekend they canceled the houston baylor game because baylor didn't pass all the covid protocols which i don't know what that means does that mean someone got it does that mean that you know they i don't know what they didn't do but they had to cancel that game because of that and that's like the first one so far Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny with college too. Cause like they're not playing. It's one of those like token gestures where they're not playing uh, non-conference games, but it's like, that's, how does that, how does that reduce the risk really? Like you still, these schools are still traveling to go play their conference games. Like, like Georgia's not going to play Georgia tech this year but they're going to travel farther to play all their SEC opponents than they would to have to play tech, you know, like I don't really, it's just to avoid the blame game in case someone gets sick because it's like, well, the ACC didn't do a good job. Yeah. Or like the wild SEC did a bad job or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's all just to cover their asses. Yeah. It's like, this doesn't really make sense either way. Did you guys watch any of that chargers chiefs Mm -hmm. game? Cause Justin Herbert almost led uh, a pretty big upset there. Yeah, the rookie yeah, I, from Oregon. I, I didn't see that, but I yeah, I saw the final score, and then I looked up the game, and I was like, "Holy shit, Herbert went off, man!" Yeah, because yeah, Tyrod NFL's, Taylor got hurt, and yeah, they had to bring in the rookie. Also, Michael Thomas yeah. of the Saints is another huge injury for the league. Oh, really? He got hurt. He's been hurt. Um, but okay. he's been he has a bad ankle it's not like season ending but he's fighting to get into tonight's game real bad and the team's like you might be out for the whole season and he's like no it's a mild ankle sprain it's to the point where they he saw the Packers doctor they got the Packers doctor to look at his ankle because uh, he's like he's desperate to play but the Saints are trying to be careful with him because I feel like they're taking the approach this is a weird season We'd rather like kind of save you for next year for a real season, maybe, mm-hmm. and not waste you right now per se. But uh, but yeah, he's he's a he's not playing tonight, I don't think. But he's a big loss too. But yeah, the yeah. Chargers with Herbert looked pretty Herbert. good. Yeah, the 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 league's greasiest quarterback, Justin <laughs> Herbert. Um, so it was pretty impressive. But yeah, Mahomes and the Chiefs pulled it out. With Andy Reid at the helm with that insane um, – it's just a crazy face shield because it, like, clips onto his hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I heard it was fogging up last week. I didn't really catch that game, but – It was. It, it fogs up a lot um, because I think last week's game was in Kansas City, so it was cold. Mm-hmm. But I think they were out in San Diego this – or in L.A., excuse me, not San Diego. So less of an issue there. But – um. He also may have just been taking less steps up and down the sidelines. I wasn't breathing as heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him, though. Glad he's being safe, you know. 
Sure. You can get a cheeseburger underneath there still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's definitely in the at risk category for sure. Yes. Uh, Sir, if you consume more than three cheeseburgers a day, you're likely to die from COVID-19. Even if you don't contract (laughs) COVID-19. Oh, Andy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I hope that I'm not like the biggest NFL fan, but I hope they can get through the season, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, I think like uh, maybe, yeah, we'll see. I think just to be clear with like any listeners or whatever, whenever we like shit on this stuff or like, I don't, we're not rooting for guys to get sick. Like I don't want an outbreak to happen. I'm worried it's going to happen. I don't want it to happen. I want them to finish. Yeah. No one gets sick and everyone, you know, go through the season and everything happens. But the reality is I'm pessimistic because everything sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like baseball was such a roller coaster because early on, like whole teams were getting shut down for days at a time or weeks. Like, and that there's a lot less contact in baseball, but like that's the part of the thing with a highly contagious <laughs> virus is like, even if you're being relatively careful, you can still spread it around. So, you know, now we're in the home stretch with baseball. I'm pretty sure they're going to make it through their mini season even without bubbling, but there were yeah. casualties along the way. No one died, but people got very sick. Yeah, because the Braves, that was the, uh, yeah, if we just transition over to baseball, the Braves played, that was the last road series for mm-hmm. them, right, against the Mets this weekend. So, Which, yeah, the season is yeah. wrapping up quick. Yeah, it was it pretty is. nice to get to watch them basically put the nail in the coffin of the Mets season because it was they, mm-hmm. they pretty much had to win that series and the Braves won the series yesterday. But now they've got a really big series with the Marlins who are right behind them in second place. So Marlins, yeah. Red Sox. It's crazy how the Marlins have like turned their season around after being the COVID team for the first few weeks. I know. It's been a it's wild. Much like football, there's been what's helped is like there's been a lot of injuries or people opting out or people getting sick. So, like, the Nationals, like, for the NL East, like, the Nationals suck somehow. The Mets are a huge disappointment. The Phillies are doing pretty well, but, yeah. A little bit of a disappointment, I think, for what was expected of them. Yeah, but they'll probably – But they're going to be fine. They're going to probably make it into the playoffs. But, yeah, it's been really weird. And the the whole playoff thing seems like kind of a mess. Like, they're not going to be doing any days off. There's no scheduled days off until the World Series, I think. So Yeah, and it's they're doing, like, these three-game series too, right? Isn't yeah, because the- they've, they're going from four teams get into the playoffs to eight. So the first round is a three-game series. And I think we can all agree – the likeliest of outcomes is the Braves win the division and then lose in three games to the Cardinals is probably mm. what's going to happen. Oh God, that's um, going to be so painful. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just bracing myself now for, for three nights of agony. And I then mean, just luckily disappointment. It's- Luckily, it's just three because remember last year with the five-game series, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, this is it. Uh, oh, we're down 10 nothing in the first inning? Cool. Yeah. So 
I, you know, I fully believe we're going to uh, have our hearts ripped out. Um, but the, the reasons I'm hopeful for the Braves is their rotation is actually somehow starting to solidify and look pretty good because yeah. Kyle Wright and Ian Anderson have stepped up. And one argument I heard is uh, like last year, the Braves wrapped up their division like a week early. And a lot of people have, or some people have said basically they kind of had a week to just like chill out. And that might mm-hmm. work against teams' favor because they were yeah. a little flat going into that last. You, you lose your edge a little bit when you, yeah. when you can kind of coast. Well, and they're not. Was- they're not going to be able to do that. This and year. last year was weird because, yeah, they coasted, but then they still made Freddie play coming off of an injury rather than resting him longer. It was like yeah. just mismanaged well, all around. And then the rotation was terrible in the playoffs, which hopefully – because it's like you didn't allow your best pitchers to pitch multiple games. It was just like a lot of mismanaged stuff last mi- year. Definitely mismanaged. won't happen again. And that's like the, t- the tough thing about the Braves is like, their manager is a super likable guy. Mm-hmm. The team likes him. He just seems like a nice guy, but he really like makes some fucking questionable calls in crucial situations, like letting Freeman play through what turned out to be like bone spurs or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. And just like like it basically seemed like Freddie. I don't know if you should play today. No, coach. Let me play. Okay, I guess so. Which is like. <laughs> I know we spent a lot of money on Dallas Keuchel. I guess we'll let him pitch multiple times, even though our other guys are – Mike Soroka is our ace. Yeah, yeah. Soroka pitched one once. Fultonevich pitched twice. Or it was totally. Fultonevich, not Keuchel, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Fultonevich had one great game, and then he completely imploded. And yeah, that's that That was bad. It's and like, Soroka how is, dominated. How is, yeah, how is Soroka not pitching twice in this five-game series? What the fuck? So hopefully yeah. that won't happen again. Hopefully, but you know, Likely. I'm trying to set my mind to like I'm already I've already gotten a lot out of this season. It's been really good to have sports back, specifically baseball, and it's been an exciting season for the Braves. Like the offense has been insane. Um but I'm trying to just set my mind to be like it's about next season when we've got like a real pitching staff. Because that'll make losing to the Cardinals in three games easier to swallow. And it's hard because even if they don't make those dumb managerial decisions, if like Snit, if Snicker does everything perfect, it'll be something like, uh, Ronald Acuna slipped on a banana peel before the game <laughs> and like pulled his groin. So now he's going to, you know, like, <laughs> we got some live footage. <laughs> Somehow there's some Flintstone sound effects uh, yeah. we added to the slip and some, fall. Some people say they saw Wario lurking outside the stadium <laughs> before the game. Yeah, I mean, there's it's so... That's the shit that happens in Atlanta. It's like it doesn't make sense. You know, even and, if they do everything right, something will happen. And it's yeah. like baseball specifically, like a baseball team, such a delicate balance. It's like... This guy's got to be hitting his hot streak because, like, right now, Dansby Swanson was maybe the hottest starter, uh, had the hottest start of the Braves, and right now he's like one for thirty-six. Yeah, of his last thirty-six mm-hmm. at bats. So it's and same like Marquez started really hot, and he's kind of in the same boat. So you never know who's gonna like 
and Freddie started slow, and now he's like destroying yeah. everyone. He's probably going to win MVP. He should, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and Ronnie started slow, and he's getting hot. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been like, or he's been kind of consistent. He's, yeah, he's been coming back. He's been like a little because he got that injury, yeah, which I believe was from playing Fortnite. Um, mm. That's my interesting. You know, interesting. That's what I believe because he had like a wrist thing and. I, I hear yeah, that him Fortnite. And... <laughs> Fortnite. Uh-huh. That's um, what the kids are calling it these days. So, uh, yeah, it should be. Um, uh, that said, if they do happen to go really far, um, I have bought into the mindset of, like, anyone who calls this an invalid season, it's like, fuck off. Right. Because – this is probably like the hardest season to play through ever. I think so for all sports. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Especially with the expanded playoff um, in baseball, like it's going to be such a weird gauntlet to go through to, to win the whole thing that like, if you come out on top, you probably earned it. Just got to avoid the West teams as long as possible. I think. Yes. Like yeah. by that I mean the Dodgers and Padres really. Dodgers and Padres yeah. are fucking Ooh. terrifying. Yeah, they're not a joke, those teams. So Yeah, it's crazy how good they are. And those yeah. lineups against our rotation, even though the rotation's better right now for us, it's still it's just fragile. Like, I don't it's very fragile. Because like yeah. Ian Anderson, I think he's gonna be really good, mm-hmm. but he's still you know, he's the baby four career starts or Same. whatever. And yeah. Like, same with Kyle Wright. Like he had an incredible start on yeah. Sunday. He like, like shut out, right? Shut out. I think yeah. he allowed one hit. Yeah. But you know, the you who knows? Like he's very young. And, and like the Padres can put up twenty. Like the Dodgers can put up twenty. Like at any time. Exactly. Yeah. So in that series last year, Fulty had like a beautiful game one or whatever game it was and then you know crapped his pants in game five it's like yeah. that's i could see any of these young guys doing something like that <laughs> in a in a playoff series mm-hmm. exactly and i feel way better than i did like two weeks ago when our starting rotation was like yeah max freed and robbie Erlin and waskari <laughs> noah and uh tuki toussaint but Still, it's like pretty shaky. It it could. I basically am like, if the Braves can just manage to win a playoff series, that's a success. Cause yeah, because the Marlins are going to win the World Series no matter what. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. this year is set up for like the Marlins or someone like that to come out. The Rays to come out of nowhere yeah. and win. I mean, and the Rays are very good. The Rays are really good. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So, but it's, it's set up to be a weird finish like that. Absolutely. And, but, you know. And it's going to be good. I would suggest if you haven't been paying attention to baseball all season long, like, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, and I've seen a decent amount. It's been fun. I do think the playoffs are going to be very entertaining. So I. I recommend to like any listener out there, maybe you're not a fan of baseball, check it out. It's going to be a weird year. Again, there's more teams, shorter series. It's going to be, it's going to be wild. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think the playoffs will be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, the NBA playoffs have been crazy. I think baseball is going to follow suit. Yeah. Yeah, how about that fucking – speaking of NBA, last night, buzzer yeah. beater by Anthony Davis to win. Yeah. Crazy. 
nuts. I feel bad for the Nuggets. But. I do too, man. I agree yeah. with Charles. Like Jokic played incredible all game long. He scored the last like eleven points straight for the Nuggets. He did everything to will that team. But man, Anthony Davis is really good. Yeah, yeah. It seems like I mean I I haven't been locked in on that series by any stretch, but it just seems like the Lakers are going to be too much for the for the Nugs to overcome. We'll see. I could be wrong, but they're a bad matchup for the Nuggets because the Lakers have three seven-footers on the team uh, between Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee, and and a resurgent Dwight Howard who's suddenly playing really well. So you can throw all those guys at at Jokic, you know, which other Mm -hmm. teams don't have that luxury. But um, it seems like this year is just destined to be Lakers championship. Yeah. I keep forgetting the whole Kobe thing. Like last night they were in the Kobe uniforms. So they have that on top of it all as like extra motivation. Like they're playing for Kobe. It just seems set up for a Lakers championship. Also, you know, so that people can keep shitting on LeBron James and, and invalidate the season, just like you were saying, Kevin, because people are trying to say that already to take it away from LeBron. No, you can't do that. No way. Yeah. And yeah, uh, they do are the the Lakers do feel like the team of destiny at mm-hmm. this moment because yeah that was a great game and it was a really good game actually yeah and I gotta say uh, something we hadn't talked about on here uh, Frank Vogel the coach of the Lakers is uh, basically a twin of Joe Gatto of the Impractical Jokers <laughs> if you do a side by side look at them they uh, look uh, very similar. That's, you know, it's funny you mention that because uh, Brad Stevens of the Celtics, I believe mm-hmm. is his name. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot of Mayor Pete Buttigieg going on in him. If you yep. do a little side-by-side action with those two. They look like, yeah, they look like twins, the Mayor Pete yeah. and Brad Stevens. And just his general demeanor is very Mayor Pete as well. Yeah. <laughs> So we got a couple of doppelgangers in the NBA. But I would vote for Brad Stevens well ahead of Pete for anything. And I have no idea what his politics are, but I would still vote for him. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. And then that series is really good. If you're looking for an NBA series to jump on, the Heat Celtics, they're two super evenly matched teams, very young future of the nba again the celtics if it if that team wore a different jersey and wasn't based out of boston i would probably be rooting for them because they're a fun team to watch but um but yeah that heat my uh boston series uh the miami's up two to one right now it's a really i think that's going to go down six or seven games i hope yeah yeah that one should be really good it's been good so far uh whoever wins that's going to have their hands full against most likely the Lakers in the finals, yeah. but yeah, but we'll see. You never know, man. You never know what's going to happen. So, no, that's what makes this thing of ours so amazing. No, La Cosa Nostra. Oh, here's another football thing I'd forgotten from earlier. Uh, watching the Sunday night game last night, the the Seahawks and and Patriots, in which look Cam Newton looks awesome, but I'm. So I, it's weird that people were surprised. It's like, oh, Cam Newton's good. It's like, have you not seen him his whole career? Yeah, um, I know. He's super good. But Al yeah. Michaels, 
Al Michaels forcing, like last night calling the game, he was forcing every Seattle reference he could. Um, <laughs> and it was like, oh, it looks like uh, they may have found their true Nirvana. Or, or he would say stuff like that. Which oh, was no. like, Fuck you, man. You don't need uh, to do this. You're a legendary uh, broadcaster. You don't need to do this. Uh, I didn't pick up on that at all that's that's so dumb and i wrote down this other quote of his that made me laugh because uh there was like a there was a play where there was uh a patriots linebacker broke through the line and he just threw the running back out of the way who tried to block him and it was like a really impressive hit and al michael's like oh he'd make a great bouncer and it's like Mm. what kind of bars are you going to al like what the fuck's (laughs) going on here he'd make a great bouncer not a football player, but a bouncer. <laughs> I think you could yeah. say that about pretty much every person in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Great, great bouncers. Totally. Yeah. Well, the bars I go to, guys sprint at the bouncer. Full speed. <laughs> <laughs> the bouncer throws his forearms into him and sends him five yards in the other direction. That's, That's the other thing. I've never been to a bar where bouncers have had to be that aggressive. So it's like, no. what, what are, where are you going, Al Michaels? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Well, I guess you're a pushy, Dick. I am. You don't go to my... My Actually, tough guy bars. I'm a big, I don't want right to throw out, this sorry. friend. I don't want to throw this friend under the bus, but I do have a friend who got unruly in a bar, and the bouncer literally had to grab him like in a cartoon and throw him out into the street, and he broke his leg and uh, oh Jesus, sued the bar. Whoa, so, yeah. <laughs> So that's actually a bad way to bounce people by yeah, throwing like, them around is probably the worst way to do it. You call it, you cost your employer thousands of dollars. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Al Michaels on it still. That's what I would yeah. do though. When I was underage, I would just get a running start and try to run full speed into the bar, but the bouncer <laughs> would shove me to the ground. Yeah. It's a different time. <clears throat> That was good fun back then. <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, yeah. Oh, wait. You wanted to tee off on... Um... Oh, yeah. Real quick. Yeah. I just wanted to, like... Uh, I'm looking here through my notes. So, this is a very uh, specific thing that's bothering me. But I think it, it, if we're not careful, it's going to get everywhere. But we're like in the digital age now of like everything can be streamed and we can do all these things. But NBC is really fucking up their coverage of the Premier League and a bunch of other things too. But this whole Peacock Network thing has created a big controversy amongst fans because now all the games are behind a paywall for the most part. You get a couple free games, but people are pissed because people would say, oh, I, I bought into cable so I could get the M- NBC Sports app to watch some of those games but now they've decided with peacock with this new app that the games are divided between peacock and nbc sports but it seems like all the good games are on peacock and then they're like well peacock is free and it's like yeah but to watch the games you got to get peacock premium and therefore you have to pay extra and on nbc sports there's also nbcsn gold which is the premium service there which you have to pay for to see games so now you're paying two separate apps plus cable to watch NBC oh. stuff, which is insane. Cause people yeah. will then argue ESPN plus is also paid, but at ESPN plus you get, you get all of MLS, you get 
all of the Bundesliga, you get all of the Italian league, you get all the documentaries for ESPN, you get replays of other games on ESPN. You get a lot of shit where this NBC shit, it's, you don't get that much from it. And so basically a sport that's trying to grow in the United States, they've decided, you know, they're basically showing you how they don't care about the, the viewer. They don't care about the fans. They don't care about the sport. They just want to squeeze out another 60 bucks out of you. And it's infuriating to a lot of people, including myself. So that's it. It's just capitalism ruining sports even more um, because we all know that they have the ability to show them for free because they showed those games on TV for the last however many years. And all of a sudden, now that we're in a pandemic and people want to watch stuff more, now you're making people pay. So that's my rant. Fuck NBC. Fuck all that corporate capitalist bullshit. Yeah, it's annoying. It's very, very annoying. Uh, it's just, it sucks, especially now when, uh, you know, so many of us hashtag millennials uh, don't have cable. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's annoying that you can't even like purchase a, a game like a la carte or like pay-per-view style. Yeah. Like you'd think if you're a Falcons fan and you live in New York, you could just like, they could still make money off it. Just charge people like 10 bucks a game or something, you know? Yeah. Cause we were talking so about like, that before with the NFL blacking out non-regional games. Like I watched the Falcons game on a illegal stream yesterday. Cause that's the only way mm-hmm. I can watch. Yeah. Buff streams, baby. Yeah. Uh, that's my preferred illegal streaming site. Oh yeah. They shut down the Reddit NFL stream. Because mm-hmm. I think the NFL caught wind of it, and so they went to Reddit and probably paid them a lot of money to shut that down. Yeah. So yeah, I have a there's like a Mexican website I use to watch everything again. Yeah. And pray that I don't get a virus on my computer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sucks. Yeah. It's like the streaming thing seemed like it was going to be an improvement over cable for a long time, and yeah. then it's just proving to be like this bastardized shittier version of cable. Well, it's because all these companies didn't, they wanted to fight streaming all the cable companies. So they didn't put any, cause also you'll notice the major network apps are usually terrible. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do streaming apps well. And I feel like they just didn't believe it was going to be a thing or like, ah, this is a fad that'll go away. People will come back, but no, we're, we're not. And yeah, uh, now they're playing catch up in a weird way and they're trying to figure out a way to squeeze every ounce and every dime out of everyone's pocket. And it sucks. Yeah. Like I've worked when I've worked in media, I've seen it firsthand where they're trying to figure out streaming. Sometimes they're doing their best, but like the worst one ever was that I can recall is the comedy central app. It's a bad app. It was really bad. And they were like, we'll put our content there, then we'll get all those viewers. And it just fucking failed. It's probably a big reason why Comedy Central is like going to go under soon. Yeah. I think they are. And the thing with the yeah. NFL, it's infuriating because it used to be that we could go, if anything, right now, just do it for this one year. It used to be that like, oh, we can't see the Falcons games here in New York. We have to go to a bar that has Sunday ticket. And then we can watch it together, but we can't do that anymore. And if you look up NFL Sunday ticket, it's for DirecTV only, and it costs $300, which I'm not going to do. I'm not going to sign up for DirecTV first because I can't. It's not allowed in my building. And secondly, I'm not going to pay all that to watch the Falcons 
choke in the most embarrassing and awful ways that they always do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're not making money. You're not making more money off of commercials because you're showing the same amount of commercials. Just show whatever game. Like Jimmy said, make it a la carte. Show it for free. Make five bucks for the game. That's fine. Right. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, it gets really frustrating. Like, I don't ever fuck with the streams. I would like to watch Falcons games, so I might do that. But here, yeah, we have to watch the fucking Jets and the Giants. Yeah. Two of the worst teams in the mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah. They pick, they pick the national afternoon games, and it's like they're also kind of sometimes terrible. Like, you don't even pick the good games. Yeah. To do the 4 o'clock game or whatever. You're always stuck with, like, the NFC East here. So it's like we'll be stuck with the Cowboys and Eagles for the afternoon. Who gives a shit? I'd rather watch the Chiefs play or whatever. Yeah. But you don't yeah. get to pick. Really yeah. grinds my gears. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It, it's just a reminder of like, oh, yeah, no, they don't care about that. Because all the commercials are like, sports are back, and we're here for you, and it's going to be great. Yeah. No, 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 you don't give a shit about us. Yeah. You care about squeezing out a little bit more money. Exactly. But, you know. Yeah, crashed. Thank God that's the worst thing happening in the world, so – that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> just gonna focus. Just gonna focus on that. Yeah. That's the only thing to be upset about. Nothing else is happening. No, 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 no. It's good out there. It's so pretty good. It's stuff. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 It's all good. Everything's good. You know. Mm-hmm. A lot of good organizations helping us out. So. Sure. Absolutely. Love it. Politics, government, everything's Politics good. Politics is there. doing great. Government's doing great. ICE yeah. is doing really great things out there, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good. Oh, Christ. But, uh, yeah, that said, we got SEC football back. I'm looking forward to that this weekend. Hell, yeah. Uh, looking forward to Tennessee losing to South Carolina immediately and the season tanking right away. So, it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who do the dogs good. play? They got Arkansas, Ooh. Razorbacks. So that's his nice, soft start. Uh, yeah. Because originally when the SEC announced that they weren't going to do non-conference play, I think they were just going to stick with the schedule that was already mm-hmm. set up. And I think in that scenario, uh, Georgia was going to open with Alabama, which would have been uh, – which would have been really bad. Tough I could opener. be wrong about Yeah. So it's yeah, Arkansas is a little little better. Also, so. what's your quick take on uh the new Georgia unis, the black jerseys with the dog collar printed on them? What? I haven't seen those yet. Oh, look them up. Yeah, it's uh black black jerseys, I think white pants. Um, Are they actually wearing those or is that just like a practice? I don't know. I just saw it. Uh, I saw it on some uh, SEC blog I was reading. I don't want to give anyone Shit. any promotion because they're not good. Yeah. But uh, I still read it. <laughs> but they were, yeah, they were showing them off because they. The thing was, they printed the dog collar. It's like a black jersey, red trim on the collar, but then it was also printed on there. Well, I'll say without seeing them, I am generally opposed to new uniforms. Me too. Uh, just as a rule. Yeah. for every team that I support. So I'll say without seeing them that I probably don't like them. I don't uh, think they're that bad. I think the collar is yeah. kind of lame, but it's not. you can't even see it that much. It, it um, sounds a little cheesy. But they look and, like Falcons. They look like the Falcons uniforms, you know, with the red helmet, black jersey, white mm-hmm. pants. So it's a good it, – they look clean. I mean, they don't look terrible. But just yeah. red and silver, you know? Yeah, I don't know why 
I mean, I guess I know why. It's just a way to, to sell more money. merch. But <laughs> but it's just like because I, I know the Falcons were wearing, you know, they've got new uniforms. They didn't look bad yesterday, but I like the black, but that's it. Yeah, they, they, but it's just like in five years, they're going to have a new set of uniforms. It's just like, I don't know. The best franchises just keep the same uniform. It's the best thing about Jeremy Ever. Pruitt at Tennessee. He said, no more gray. Tennessee is orange and white. They always have been, and that's what we're going to stick to. And it's like, I yeah. love it. Stick to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that too. Cause those... Fucking messing with that. It looks bad. Yeah. I'm looking I mean, at these Georgia uniforms. Yeah, it's, it's fine. but fine, but just stick to the red and silver arches. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, uh, I don't get it, man. But, you know, that's the way of the world these yeah. days, you guys. Yeah, exactly. Stupid I think time. one of the ugliest jerseys I'm looking up right now is the uh, – like when Notre Dame did the classic, like the Yankee Stadium classic yeah. game. and the they pinstripes. They had these yeah. pinstripe jerseys to like sort of look like Yankees jerseys. That was embarrassing. I think pinstripes looks bad on everything. I don't think pinstripe suit looks good. I don't think the Yankees look that great. I think the Mets look terrible when they do their pinstripe jerseys yeah they should they, that's so dumb for them to try to just get into the pinstripe be the mets dude yeah be i don't the yankees don't <laughs> yeah the yankees are the only ones who should wear pinstripes yeah. the cubs wear pinstripes oh yeah don't they yeah and so. it's like it, de- it does definitely doesn't look good when the mets do it Mm-mm. it's like come on guys but yeah sec is back baby oh yeah it's yeah, I'll be uh, conflicted, but I will be tuning in. I'll be tuning I, in as well. I'll be tuning in as well. So yeah, what are you gonna do? Like on the hey, hey, go dogs! Maybe hey. we'll get a stream going where we go tiger. We watch on uh, together, maybe. Yeah, we could rewatch uh, the sixty minutes piece on Ed Orgeron together too, because I missed it. I meant to stick around oh, and watch, baby. but I was oh, so disgusted shit. by everything else. Mom- that I- like Most of my players, they have the corona. So, and I got, I got the corona now. I got a ham sandwich. I got, went out and got a ham sandwich with my wife. And corona went away. Corona went away with ham sandwich. That's the cure. They're not telling y'all. Cured meat, cured ham, cured head. <laughs> no Coach O. Uh, I'll listen to Coach O, man. I'll listen to him over Fauci any day. I will, too. <laughs> He's my noise machine. I had recorded it. I got him to record. I go, go to sleep. Uh, go to sleep. Uh, go to sleep. And it puts me to sleep. AS, ASMR with Coach O. Coach O's ASMR? Hell yeah, man. Just imagine there's a gator <laughs> swimming, swimming through a swamp real slow like on a, on a starry night in the bayou. <laughs> As you close your eyes and drift off to sleep. Yeah, that sounds very soothing. Go tiger, go tiger, go tiger. tiger. Grab that tiger. What is the thing they say? Like, suck that tiger's dick, bitch. Hold that tiger. Yeah, suck that tiger's dick, (laughs) bitch, (laughs) bitch. That is the best chant in college football. LSU's got it. When they play neck. Yeah, they're. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. Uh. I think that's going to do it for another episode, though. No, we're just rambling now. Yeah. Hey, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's why no one listens. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thank hey. you to the few listeners we got. We really do appreciate <laughs> you guys. 
You guys are the best. I don't know why you do it or how you do it, but thank you. It means the world to us. And we'll let you know about yeah. twitching. Yeah, I think now that SEC football – now there's more sports. We could twitch a little bit more maybe. We got away from For that sure. a little bit. So we can start twitching again. Yeah, why not? You know? You know? Yeah. Man, yeah, thanks for listening. Leave us a review if you feel like it. Uh, those are still happening. We'll take them. It helps us out. And, um, yeah, don't get corona. Stay safe. And, and vote, please. Just remember to vote. Whoever you're voting yeah, for, just look, vote. Other people, yeah. And, like, I know when you hear other people say that, you don't give a fuck. But when we say it, it really means something. So, yeah, please vote. I'm voting for Walter Mondale. I'm writing him in. Vote for whoever you Hell want. Yeah. Freaking mm-hmm. vote, man. I'm a Dukakis guy myself, but, you know, to each his own. I'm going to write in Dave from that movie Dave. That's who I'm voting Great for. Great choice. Yeah. Nice. Um, but, yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm pessimistic because everything sucks.